So sometime um, kind of uh, late 2014, uh, Bradley came to me and, and uh, well, I came to him and, and asked if he would ever be interested in, in uh, sharing and preaching. And, uh, and then a couple weeks later, he came to me and said, I, I would really be excited about that, and I'd specifically be excited about this thing that I feel like the Lord has really shown me over the, the last several years since college, um, and, and that, that relates to, uh, to spiritual gifts and, and cultivating um, the gifts that God gives us. And, and I, won't, I won't take, or I'll attempt to not take uh, any of his words from him, but um, something you should know about Bradley is, is uh, that he's expressed in the the planning sessions last summer for Oak Church when we were first starting to come together is that his spiritual gift, though not listed sp- explicitly by Paul, might be dancing. Um, and he has this, this strong passion that Oak Church dance at some point uh, together. So you might hear that in the sermon. You might hear that in our mission summit that, that you know, it, it, for Bradley, it stops and ends at, at a disco ball uh, in the fellowship hall. So, um, but I... I look forward to, to uh, hearing Bradley, and I'm, I'm proud to introduce him to you guys. So, uh, welcome Bradley up. Well, uh, thanks for having me today. Thanks for being here. Um, it's going to be maybe a little more interactive than usual. We're going to have some fun. We're going to be speaking in tongues. We're going to be healing the sick. Um, we're going to be prophesying. I need an interpreter. Any, any interpreters out there? Um, no, I wish we were going to be having that much fun. It probably won't be that much fun. Um, but I do hope we, uh, you know, get into some good material here. Uh, but, yeah, seriously, I'm glad to be here. Glad you guys are here. And just want to open up in prayer to get started. Um, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to be here to share this message you put on my heart. I pray that it would have the intended purposes that you had in store and uh, that you would just unleash here in us all that you set forth uh, from when you knit us together in our mother's womb. Amen. Um, So I titled this talk, um, Our Part in the Body of Christ, Finding and Utilizing God's Gifts to His Church. Um, And, you know, we got 20, 30 minutes to talk about this, so it's got to be pretty narrow and focused. We could talk about all kinds of fun stuff and... uh, talk about nothing because we wouldn't really get in depth about anything. But um, I wanted to share a quote real quick, something that stuck with me over the years. A pastor of a church I used to attend at Wilmington, I think it's kind of like a paraphrase or maybe he was quoting from Dallas Willard. But uh, essentially it said, um, he said, you'll never be more alive and full of purpose than when you're doing what God has equipped you to do. Find out what God has put you on earth to do and pursue it with all your heart. Um, so with that said, uh, Rachel, do you mind reading this couple passages? This is from Romans 12, verse 4 through 11. Now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, he gives a gift of special knowledge. 
The Spirit gives special faith to another, and to someone else he gives the power to heal the sick. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and to another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to know whether it is really the Spirit of God or another spirit that is speaking. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, and another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The second reading is Romans 12, 6 through 8. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out when you have the faith that God is speaking through you. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Thanks, Rachel. Um, so I just want to kind of just cover just some bases, just like a basic definition. What are the spiritual gifts? Uh, what are they used for? How do you get them? Things like that. Um, so what are spiritual gifts? I just has sort of a baseline definition. I should appear in the slide. Um, the tools and abilities that God gives to each believer in order to build up the body of Christ for effective ministry. Or maybe another way to, to state that is just the spiritual tools that God provides to accomplish spiritual work. Um, so that's, you know, just to get a little bit of groundwork underneath us, where I'm coming from. And, uh, and also just, you know, where do you get the, the spiritual gifts and what do you what do you use them for? Um, I just put, um, basically, that God gives to his people these gifts when his spirit fills and controls their lives. So, you know, the Holy Spirit activated. And um, they're given to the entire church, God's vehicle to manifest his presence and purposes in this world. Um, I just want to read that list of the spiritual gifts again before uh, we jump into this further. Uh, prophecy, teaching, helping, serving, hospitality, generosity, leadership, ability to give wise advice, special knowledge, special faith, power to heal the sick, power to perform miracles, discerning if the Holy Spirit or another spirit is speaking, speaking in unknown languages, ability to interpret what is being said. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a, an entirely exhaustive list of the gifts, but it sure, certainly represents a lot of the trusty standards. Um, but um, like in the first Corinthians passage, passage, I know Paul's talking to you know a specific church, and they've had some trouble. And it's a little chaotic, you know. The spiritual gifts maybe getting a little, little unbalanced, and um, there's a little, little chaos and disorder there. What I found to be more common, probably us, you know, in this country, unless you represent, you know one of a few denominations, you're probably more likely to overlook or not focus in on the spiritual gifts all that much. Um, so it's, I would say it's probably a little bit uh, different for us um, now. But um, with, with that said, I just want to see like raise of hands, like I'm not going to call anybody, um, but like do you know what your spiritual gift is? Like or do, you, do you have multiple any takers? All right, so we got, we got a few. That's good. Um, if you do, we're going to talk about that a little bit more uh, here in a little bit. Um, but uh, if you don't, how do you find out? 
I don't know that there's like a step-by-step process in scripture that tells you how to do that. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about, about my experience. Um, when I was in undergrad at UNC Wilmington, I was in the library and I was studying, being a good student. I was in a little cubicle. And at this particular time, I just remember sort of like a, a strong urge to just like draw near to God, just to really be in his presence, to pray, to have his fellowship, to read the word. Just I was just like more than probably ever. And I had the realization that moment, oh my gosh, this is the lust for the Holy Spirit. Whoa, that just happened to me. Oh my gosh, can't believe it. And you know, you've, if you've read the scriptures or heard, you know, the, the lust for the flesh, there's this big, long, nasty list of things that, you know, happen when, when you're lusting for the flesh. But this was the other one, uh, you know, lust for the spirit. I was like, wow, this could be really good stuff to follow here. This could be really good. Um, so as I was walking out of the library, there's this guy, Barry, and he was kind of an acquaintance. I didn't know him super well, but he was a believer. And as we're walking to class, I just told him about that experience. I said, can you believe just what just happened in the library just now? You know, um, lust for the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, and he was like, that's really encouraging. And uh, it was like, hit me like, boom, it's really encouraging. Like a light, light bulb went off. And I remembered, you know, a couple weeks back, another person, a friend of mine had said the same thing. I was sharing something with them. And they just said, that's really encouraging. And then I kind of realized, oh, that's like a thing for me. Like, I talk and people get encouraged. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, encouragement, spiritual gift. Got it. All right, all right. So, um, you know, so that was, that was my story. I don't know that God does that with every person in the same way, but that was how I first became aware of encouragement. Um, you know, everybody might have a different story behind that. But, you know, for a really practical point of view, we, I did include on a slide just some resources that if you have no clue, if you are absolutely clueless, check out one of these um, you know, resources. It's like a personality <laughs> test. Um, and I've done three out of four of them. And I would say one of them was spot on. And the other couple of them were maybe a little bit confusing. But if you have nowhere to start, just start here. It only takes a few minutes. Uh, it's not a big deal. Have to email him? Okay. The be on the website? Be on the podcast. Um, so uh, anyway, check him out or come see me if you have a question. Actually, I'm probably going to leave immediately after this, so don't come see me. Um, but um, anyways, and just another show of hands. Has anybody used something like this? Has anybody ever done this before? Yeah. Was it helpful? Did, it, did people, other people find it helpful? Okay. So... Give it a shot, you know. Um, not much to lose there. Um, but, you know, as I was thinking about this, how do you find out what your spiritual gifts are, I was just, uh, actually, before I started preparing for this talk, I was reading in Luke, and towards the end of the gospel, Jesus has been resurrected, and but not a lot of people know it yet. It's kind of still the hot news off the press. And a couple of disciples are heading on the road to Emmaus, and they're walking along, and little beknownst to them, Jesus comes walking up beside them. Jedi mind tricks, I don't know. They're not, they don't recognize him. And, um, and he starts sharing with them. You know, they're talking about the recent news. And um, he starts explaining to them how the scriptures 
everything that happened, his death, his resurrection, had to be fulfilled. And he was explaining the scriptures and how, you know, it was forecasted long, long ago. And um, helping them to realize that they get to their destination or they take a break for the night or whatever. They stop off and they really encourage him and invite him, you know, come, come, and, join, come and join us. Stay for a meal. Uh, don't go. And um, they might have had the gift of uh, hospitality. Um, but anyway, they stay with him. He breaks the bread. All of a sudden, they realize it was Jesus. You know, they just, all of a sudden, they just realize it. Again, I don't know how that happened. Disappeared. Even cooler. Um, but basically, that's kind of the way, a, you know, a story I felt like illustrated that unless the Holy Spirit, unless Jesus, unless God reveals this to you, you may be completely unaware. Um, so I was also thinking about James, who, who says, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment and just pray and ask, and maybe you can do the same, you know, along with me. God, please reveal to me what my spiritual gifts are. Um, I'm here at your service. I'm, I'm willing to do what you have in store for me, but help me to see the light and so I can you know, be heading in the right direction. So just pause, take a moment to pray along those lines. Um, Father God, I just ask that you would do just that. I pray that you would illuminate our minds, help us understand, stir in our spirit. Um, just, I pray that you would just break through and help us to understand what you have crafted us to do and what our contribution is to the body of Christ. Lord, it's for your kingdom. It's for your name's sake. It's for your glory forever and ever. And so we ask and pray in Jesus' name that you would reveal that to us. Amen. Um, and then, oh, and also I wanted to mention, be the one to point out if you notice somebody who's doing one of those spiritual gift things. You know, like... If you see somebody doing something encouraging, if you're welcoming to somebody's home and you think they're incredibly hospitable, if you see somebody, you know, leading a meeting or whatever, and just say, you know, that you did that really well, you know, encourage them or, you know, be the one to, to point that out. Um, the second question I wanted to ask is, if you know your spiritual gifts, are you putting them to use? Are you, are you putting them to use? Um, I want to read again that passage from Romans um, just because it, I feel like it really applies here. This is Romans 12, uh, 6 through 8. And it says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out when you have faith that God is speaking through you. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, Paul can sometimes talk in thick language, but I think it's pretty clear here. Do it. Just put your spiritual gift to, to work. Just exercise it. Practice it. Um, you know, just, just put it to use. Uh, develop them. Practice them. Um, I'm saying the same thing. Just be consistent and faithful and diligent in, in using those things after you've identified them. Um, you know, one question you might have is, you know, when and where to apply your spiritual gifts. I would suggest to you, 
wherever you are, exactly where you are. Um, the way I think about it is that if, if God has created the entire world and has put you on this planet, on this continent, on this country, in Durham or somewhere on a reasonable drive from here, um, why not think about your home? Why not think about your neighbors? Why not think about your community? Why not think about your workplace? Why not think about whoever's just immediately right around you? Um, I know some people have a, a certain call to missions and things like that, but um, even there, once you get there, you're going to be looking around wherever you are. Uh, so I would just encourage you to start where, where you are. Um, and I would hope that uh, Oak Church is on your radar. Um, I, I want to throw out a, a disclaimer that uh, me and Chris didn't get together and cleverly plan the uh, spiritual gifts talk right before the mission summit. Um, I think God did. Um, so even better. Um, but, but really, um, one thing that I've really been excited about you know, with this church getting started and, and everything, and, and we'll have, uh, you know, an opportunity at the potluck to talk more about some specific opportunities or just all the opportunities to plug in and get involved. I mean, so many people already are serving with the kids. So many people are, you know, welcoming people in, parking, helping host potluck, uh, so many different things. But, um, you know, it's just, it's really an honor, honor and a privilege to be a part of something so organic and new and, you know, if you've been a part of a larger church before, you know, sometimes it can be harder to get connected or maybe just a more established church. And, you know, there's already a deacon on every door. You know what I mean? Like, it's harder to get in there. There's really, there's really a lot of opportunity here uh, to get plugged in. And, um, and you may not even have to be, like, the most suited. Um, they let me on the stage here. I don't even have the gift of teaching. Seriously. So... Um, there's definitely an opportunity for you. Um, you know, and people are just pretty open to ideas. Like, obviously, you know, the weekly routine is good. And Mission Summit ideas, hopefully there's something you can latch on to there or help develop that in some way. But if there's something else that's been on your mind or your heart, talk to the Breslins. Talk to some, some of the regulars here. It could be the next holy yoga. Um, you know, it could be, uh, it could be big. Um, Anyway, so, you know, I just wanted to, to say that. But lastly, you know, sort of wrapping this up here, uh, I just wanted to encourage everybody not to bury your talent. Um, if you've read the scriptures, if you've read the accounts in the gospel, you know, there's, a, there's the account of a master, and he has three servants, and he leaves away, and he gives them a sum of money, uh, I, can, I also think of it as responsibility or, or, or talent or authority. And he gives them that, and he goes away. And he comes back, and he asks, what have you done with it? And, you know, the first one had hidden it, buried it. You know, he came and brought it back. Yeah, it was all there. It was intact. Master, not too happy. Um, you know, then, then the next two, he asks, what, what did you do with it? You know, and they, they had both doubled it. Um, which is obviously a pretty, great, pretty good return. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention was that he didn't distinguish, in his response, he didn't distinguish between the one who had given two and five talents, who had multiplied to four and ten. He didn't say, 
you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did better than he did. He, he didn't say that. All, what he said was, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, enter into my, enter into my uh, glory, enter into my um, pleasure, something like that. Anyway, and, um, you know, so it's, it's not how many talents do I have? Are these as good as so-and-so's or whatever? It's whatever you have been given, if you are aware of it, are you putting it to use? Are you consistently, are you faithfully, are you doing what God has put you on earth to do? Um, I think that if you do, like, uh, like that quote I read at the beginning, you will never feel more alive and full of purpose than when you are doing what God puts you on earth to do and to pursue it, and pursue it with all your heart. Um, so that's really my challenge for you today, is if you don't know what your spiritual gift is, what's stopping you from finding out? Ask God. Plead with him. Tell him, this is your, your church. I am your servant. What would you have me to do? Please show me what you made me for. And if you, and if you do know what your gift is, are you putting it to use? When you do, look forward to God saying to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, because that's what's going to happen. And um, that's what I got for you guys. Um, so hope it's been encouraging. Um, or uh, if not, uh, maybe I just buried my town. I don't know. Um, but uh, anyway, I'll, I'll close this in prayer. And um, we'll... Uh, continue with the program. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to speak on this topic. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would be stirring and working in us. I pray that you would help us to identify those gifts that you've given us. I pray you'd help us to see specific ways and opportunities uh, to, to plug those in and to get, get started and be doing exactly the things that Oak Church was founded to and started to to accomplish to minister to this neighborhood to this community and uh lord i pray that it would all be to your to the praise of your glory amen